Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 68 of Justified Pursuit. It's great to be here with you. Even better to see my buddy, uh, partner in crime, the good counselor, Chisholm Cook here. How are you doing today, man? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, blessed as ever, man. I have had a wonderful, uh, I had a wonderful weekend that has uh, flowed nicely into the beginnings of a, a wonderful week. A busy week. I got a lot going on this week, um, but it's all great things. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Can't complain. Uh, going crappie fishing tomorrow. Excited about that. I saw. When did you go trout fishing? Was that last weekend? It was two weekends ago. That was two when I was quail ago. hunting. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so I haven't, I haven't been fishing lately in a minute. So I'm excited about that. My dad's going with me. We're going to go to Lake Fork and get after the crappie sweet so, i've never yeah. been crappie fishing um i'm hoping to get some white bass fishing in while they're running it's almost that time levels yeah. uh, apparently up here that people are catching them already yeah in certain areas um so yeah excited about that we had more ptsd a little uh ice storm here again last week and when you know it everyone was freaking out and school was canceled again so it yeah wasn't that bad i mean the good thing is we may not be very tough when it's cold but texans are damn tough through the heat and if you're listening to the leftists um it's just going to keep getting way way hotter right so uh, you know the future is ours the future yeah. is ours <laughs> <laughs> um so yesterday i had an uh, in- interesting interaction with um i would say he was probably 65 years old uh, i was at the gym and I was wearing my Don't California, my Texas T-shirt. And he walks up to me. He goes, that's just wrong, man. He goes, I'm from California. And I said, well, well, hopefully you're voting the right way. He goes, don't worry. I'm more red than you. <laughs> and he goes, uh, said, yeah, I used to live on this hill. Um, and uh, I guess I would assume that's Los Angeles area because he was like, Elon Musk used to look up or look down on me from higher on the hill and throw golf balls in my pool and say, when are you going to get a Tesla? You got two Jaguars in your garage. When are you getting a Tesla? And uh, anyway, so it, he was, I was like, okay, so you're pretty well off. He's lived here for a year and says that his exact words, Pelosi and Newsom destroyed my state. So, yeah. So he was joking when he told you that you shouldn't have yeah. that shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I, I'm very hopeful that that's a, per, we've talked about it a hundred times that it's a perception issue on our part, that the refugees that we're taking in, know why they left they have to you know but i do think i do think if there is a problem in that it is that they don't separate the cultural um the 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 stuff they want culturally you know Mm -hmm. from the stuff that they want uh to leave behind from a tax and spend perspective you know what i mean like i yeah I worry that I, I think the I th- I do think the majority of people who come here realize the way they voted 
the way that their state voted there was the problem, right? Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they, among that majority, how many maybe really like the quote cultural progress stuff of, you know, the LGBTQRS agenda, which I don't, we always talk about. We don't, we don't have any problem with LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. We have a problem with transitioning 12 year olds, right? right. I wonder if they like. I think we talked about it last week. Like, how many we were talking about the swimmer stuff, the you know these college girls and these swimmers. Do they realize that it's the leftist agenda that has caused them to be in a situation where they're getting their ass kicked by a boy in a female competition? Like, I, my answer to that would be don't, no. Don't. They don't connect the dots. Like my family, prime some of them example. Do. Some eh. of them do. The lady from Levi's that I talked about, she got it right. She she got red pilled in a you know. Yeah, at warp speed the last 24 months it all came together for her in a very real and fast way so Mm -hmm. some of them do i think some of them find themselves in like a limbo period where they they realize they're not down with the democrats governance but haven't yet realized that you you know all of these things are intertwined i mean the desire is chaos because from chaos they can restore their own version of order Mm-hmm. right well so that conversation i, I was kind of like oh this guy's gonna he's not gonna let me get out of here then i realized he was invested in in having the conversation this dude from the gym and i was like okay cool i'll talk for as long as he wants. we talked like 10 minutes and uh we we talked about the tent cities he's like that was he said that was the last straw for him like yeah living in a mansion oh, he didn't use the word mansion but living in a nice area in la outside within a golf balls toss from and just looking around there's freaking and i said yeah it's the same thing happened in austin but unlike you guys in california the far left even got tired of that in austin and they got rid of it so man they'll never get rid of it in california he's like there's a there's another thing i would probably challenge slightly i don't know that that the majority in austin is far left i think that I think there is a larger than average contingent of true leftists in Austin than just about any other place in Texas, mm. but that's not the majority of their citizen citizenry from there. Then they have like liberal Democrats, libertarian, uh, you know, left leaning libertarians, right leaning libertarians who are okay with half of that nonsense. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's a diverse place, man. You know, it's a place For where, sure you know, back in the day before some assholes killed him, you could see Leslie walking down the street in a thong and pass right by a dude in a cowboy hat and they might give each other five, right? Like I, I think libertarianism is the, is the predominant political strain in Austin, Mm -hmm. but it does lean left insofar as they all have a lot of really big hearts that see oppression and and want to do something about it. You know, I, I use my sister as a perfect example. Like she feels other people's pain, which makes her predisposed to be left of center. Yet she referred to that city council group that allowed all that chaos as those effing liberals. And that's when I corrected her. I was like, they're not, they're not liberals. They're leftists. Right. I, because you and I or, tend to lean more towards leftists. the liberal side of things. Yeah. Well, I a think lot of, like socially, you know. Yeah. Again, not necessarily for our household. Yeah. But because it's not us, it's not on us to to dictate to anybody else how they're supposed to live, you know. Right. What I want for most people is that they find God, that they find Jesus, and that they 
live a life that glorifies and honors him and they follow his path right Mm -hmm. but i can't force them to walk it they have to make the choice to follow him right so i want to talk about a little religious stuff because you had this big event this past weekend and then i want to and then i want but i don't want to not get to my goalie on my soccer team my friend scott because we had a we just had a game yesterday and we stayed up till uh, they closed the place at like 10 30 and we four of us were in the parking lot talking about covid and the cdc changing everything until 1 30 in the morning and uh i think that's that's important too but yeah i want to hear to, about that there has I to get to your uh, your men's retreat cool thanks um yeah like i mentioned at the stop the top which it, i did say a prayer for you that it would go well awesome thank you yeah. sir you bet uh he answered that prayer it, it did go well um i mentioned my cup is full today and you know we moved to the hill country from the woodlands in the woodlands, we went to a mega church. Um, it was, it's a great place full of great, great people, great pastors who can move you, uh, every Sunday, but you know, you can walk into campus on a Sunday morning there and be in a sea of thousands, literally thousands of people. There's no BS. There's four to five different services going on at any one given time across like this campus. Mm -hmm. And you can walk in and out and never, you know, never talk to anybody. Um, and then I come to the hill country and I start going to this little 400 person church, which even in and of itself was a God thing. We've talked a little bit about it. You certainly know a lot about it, but how I kind of used hunting and elk hunting in particular in 2015 to sort of refocus my faith life, right? Like using it as a anchor for the discipline necessary to pray and to read scripture and to improve myself in all ways mentally, physically, and spiritually, right? So we move here and we don't get right into a church. We kind of, you know, use it as an excuse to, oh, we're getting settled in, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm flying back from Houston one day, or I don't even know where I was coming from, but, I'm, you know, I'm in Houston to jump to San Antonio and this dude taps me on the back. I would have been traveling ever since we I started elk hunting with you. As you know, I've got a gear obsession. So I've got Kafaru backpacks and Mystery Ranch and da da da. Somewhere in this Kafaru backpack, and a guy taps me on the shoulder and he's all excited and he's like, Man, that's a sweet Kafaru. Where'd you, you know? And he starts just talking to me about my backpack. And there he's about to get ready to go to caribou hunt in Alaska. Da da da. Turns out he's a Marine Corps sniper, former Marine Corps sniper or former mm-hmm. sniper. He's there's no such thing as a former Marine. Um, four, I think four combat tours from the late nineties through, you know, the middle two thousands or whatever, um, certified badass. And he just mentions, you know, his church and I get on the plane and the God, the whole time. And these are things I realized in retrospect was how God was talking to me is like, something is telling me in my head, God is telling me in my head, check that guy down and find out where he goes to church. Because in the woodlands I had started I had started a outdoor ministry, like a wilderness related ministry. And, you know, we got 12 guys to go on a couple of campouts. had a email list of 35 to 40 guys, again, in a church that has like 10,000 members, right? We were getting 30 to 40 guys interested in camping and hunting and fishing and stuff. Right. And then I, so when this guy taps me on the shoulder and he's all about hunting and he happens to mention church, I was like, I need to find out where that dude goes to church. Right. And so I chase him down when we land in San Antonio and he tells me he goes to this place called Riverside and I come home and I'm like, 
have you heard anything about Riverside Church? And she goes, yeah, your kids go to school there. I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It wasn't quite like that. Like, yeah, I had like, realized. Do you remember, remember that the, part of that elk hunt experience was be a part of their story? <laughs> yes. It's a fair point. Know where yes. your kids went to school. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no i <laughs> i did put two and two together or at least we did together uh but i mean that the school is called to be fair the school is called gloria deo it is at it's you know a separate independent thing from riverside community church it just they, they lease the space during the week but mm-hmm. you're not wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so we went and the first time i walked in there i met three guys at the front door um who are now like mentors of mine um you know, jumped right in with helping plan the first men's ministry that the church men had put on themselves. Uh, three years later, I, I just attended my third and they asked me to speak at it. Um, man, they're just, I don't know, the Holy Spirit moved all weekend. Um, yeah, again, this is a church of four or 500 people total that kind of come through the doors, mm-hmm. not every Sunday, but collectively during a month, maybe. Right. And yet we have we have 45 guys willing to spend a weekend, you know, together, uh, talking about God. Um, we never got any, you know, we didn't have 45 guys on the email list at the Woodlands Methodist. I want to say the Woodlands Methodist still has an ongoing outdoor ministry. The guy that I had partnered with to get it off the ground has kept it going, which is awesome. Or at least had been, had kept it going as like a year ago, but you know, all these dudes are our kind of dudes, uh, mm-hmm. to a T right. And, they're all about restoring male masculine leadership in our communities. And, um, yeah, so I got to give a talk about, um, spiritual warfare actually. And what does that look like? And how does it, um, how does it manifest itself in the world, both in our own internal hearts with our own struggles with sin, but also, you know, at like a community or global level. And it's all, you know, to me, it's all the stuff we're talking about. You know, like I said, I, like I have said on our show, I, I, I believe that these chaotic agendas of hard leftism are Satan working in the world because most of those folks have created a void in their souls where God is supposed to be and scripture is supposed to be. Um, you know, Marxism is, is atheist. It's an atheist ideology. In fact, one of the things I explained in my talk was like, I define theology and ideology, pull definitions, right? Obviously, theology is all about the, the existence of God and his creation and studying him and studying his divinity, right? And ideology, ideology, it's worth everybody's time to look it up. Read the definitions of ideology and all you hear is mankind's thoughts on this and that and political systems based on man. man like it, you know, it, there's no God anywhere in ideology. society, the ideology becomes the religion amen it does yes 100 percent. i was listening to jordan peterson just early first thing this morning doing an interview and he was it was like he was reading my talk back to me of course half my talk was influenced by what i've learned from listening to that guy talk about the importance of bible the bible and scripture but you're right the ideology becomes the religion because there's a void where religion is supposed to be right? right sometimes though an ideology can be born from religion like i pointed out that the fascists of italy those were christian people right that had allowed fear of outsiders fear of you know the fear of disorder fear of chaos to sort of drive them to forget jesus's second most important commandment which is to love your neighbor all of them right 
anyway, man, um, you know, you go into doing something like that and the devil just tries to cripple you with doubt, right? Uh, you hear other men's talks and some of the feedback they're getting and you're like, man, I'm going a whole different direction. Like the first two were like straight testimonies, like moments of crisis in these men's lives that they overcome, overcame with the help of God, their community, their wives, right? And um, put them on a path to, you know, to redemption. Um, you know, those are awesome because they, every man in the room that had come, there was like, you know, we grew, we added 10 guys from last year, 35 to 45. And mm -hmm. a lot of, just about all of those guys were first timers. And most of that probably six, seven, eight, nine guys came that hadn't been going to our church for two weeks, three weeks, two months. You know, they didn't know anybody yet. They took huge leaps of faith. Their wife forced them into it. They're somebody, one guy in particular, he's like, man, somebody told me about this thing and I didn't want to do it at all, but something told me to ask my buddy. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, man. Like we're supposed to, no, no, wait, you're not, you're, we're supposed to like kind of debate it and then not go like, <laughs> but, but something had moved in his buddy's spirit immediately when he asked. And so he got himself boxed in and then he's like, I can't believe I thought twice about it, you know? And, Anyway, then you give a talk and all day long I was praying, God, help me remember this is not about me. Mm -hmm. Help me check my ego in all of this. This is just me regurgitating some things that I've come to learn from trying to follow you. And despite praying that over and over again, I just like after I gave it that night, you break into small groups and you sort of talk about the talk amongst yourselves. And I kept hearing my name like Chisholm said this. And he, what about that? And I just it resonated. It got the guy's attention, um, it built on what the guys who had given their testimonies had talked about and some of the talks in the years prior. Um, yeah, man, it was awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. That's really cool. Thanks. Uh, we went to church for the first time in like six weeks. So good. <laughs> it was, Just uh, <clears throat> no, well, like, you know, weather events, uh, um, oh, dude, you don't have, I, I Life, like we uh, we were I was like Aaron we were heathens we haven't been to church and, and I, I was out of town too those weekends and then she was working oh then we have a soccer game at 9 a.m on a Sunday and it's just like one thing after another I, I've uh, only been to church like probably two or three times all year on Sunday like honestly between deer hunting and then you know this Sunday I'm running a race that morning instead of being at church so mm -hmm. you don't have to apologize to me or God over that right I, I know I have to figure out how to sacrifice feel like sometimes church is sitting in a deer stand when do you yeah when I first started at this God. church when, when I first started at this church and I would show up like you know for the first time in January after not being there for five or six weeks and people would be like man I haven't seen you in a while yeah I've been at my other church <laughs> all right I'll tell you what though uh I'm not giving up hunting but I'm going to have to figure out a way to make those Sundays more of a priority because, mm -hmm. you know, a weekend like this reminds me that my community is more important than well, your kids too need to be in church for sure. But you know, they get something from mine do too. I believe God calls me to do the things we do. I really do. Yeah. Um, again, like the fact that I ended up at this church because a guy saw my Kafaru backpack. How many guys know what a Kafaru backpack is on right? that plane? Probably like, you and him right for sure <laughs> and it reinforced that that part of my life is important you know mm -hmm. uh and important for god i think he taught he has talked to me in the wilderness you've seen it mm -hmm. like one of two times i can think of three times maybe 
I think there's been some more, but where like undeniably a voice in my head was God's voice in my head was in the woods, I guess, going on three years ago with Ty in Montana where he taught, he told me something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and you listen, I did listen. Then we killed a bull. Yeah. Real fast. Um, well, let's talk about, so my conversation with, uh, two of the usual suspects, and they're interesting guys. One of them, his whole take on COVID was like, well, if it kills half the world, that wouldn't be a bad thing. And I was like, you could be in that half of the world deal. You know, he's like, yeah, well, you know, we, there's too many people on planet Earth. Which one? So that's this, where he's, this, this is the he, goalie? No, no. This guy, the other guy, he has MS and he takes, he believes in just taking vitamin C and that's just going to heal everything. Um, but he's interesting. I, he doesn't like Biden, but he certainly didn't vote for Trump. So he voted for Biden. He thinks, but. I don't think how anyone that's watching what's going on doesn't realize this administration has been a complete failure so far. Dude, but the most hilarious thing is watching people try to blame Trump for what happened today. I'll get to that. Keep, keep yeah. going. But like, there are people uh, all so over So then the there's country. the goalie. And then the fourth guy in the conversation is one of the guys from Dude Perfect, the, uh, <laughs> the, the YouTube stars. And yeah. One of my friends. And I used to play with him, and then they took – basically two years off for COVID. And so I started playing with this other team. And um, so he was there. We stayed out there until 1.30, talking about all manner of stuff. But mostly I'm like, you know, I, I don't even remember how it got brought up, but I was like, Scott, I noticed you don't wear a mask anymore. And then that the floodgates just opened up. And I was like, is it because the CDC told you that they don't work? Dude, he dug his heels in so far and tried to say that they do work because if I sneeze on you and I'm wearing a, even a cloth mask, you're not going to get sick or I'm, I'm going to at least prevent part of that. I was like, no, they don't, they don't work at all. The CDC even says it now, Joe Biden's going to go on and give his state of the union address tomorrow. And guess what? He's not wearing a. That's actually this week. He's not going to wear a mask. Did you know that? Good. But no, they I mean, part, I, they don't wear masks when they're giving speech generally. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, but he was wearing a mask. There's not walking. a mask mandate in. Right. The DC. assembly hall. Wherever he's. Yeah. He's the, they took the, it out for DC. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was no, like, uh, you know, yeah. Then, dude, oh, we got into vaccines, and he's like, yes, uh, the vaccine could cause myocarditis, but it's not causing myocarditis at the rate that if you had COVID, you could get myocarditis. And I was like, what? yes, yes, it is, Scott. It's causing it way more frequently, actually. I said, and then I was like, I live in a household where I believe heart inflammation has caused my wife to faint two times, you know, like. Did you happen to mention to him that um, you weren't considered vaccinated until two weeks after you had your second shot? So people who were getting myocarditis, who were getting sick within two weeks because your immune system gets attacked by the shots and it makes you more susceptible to actually catch COVID, then could catch myocarditis Dude, and he, it'd be blamed on the COVID instead of the shots. He doesn't believe that to be true at all. And I and then and so Garrett, the the do perfect guy, I said, okay, Scott, be quiet for one second because he's just trying to talk over me. I said. Did they change what the definition of a vaccine was after they realized that it didn't stop you from getting COVID? And wasn't that vaccine advertised as something that would prevent you from getting COVID? He goes, no, 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 it wasn't. I said, Garrett? He goes, yes, it was. I said, Chris? He goes, it absolutely was. If you got the shot, you weren't supposed to get COVID. And then they rewrote the. So it's like, he, he, and then he says, I don't trust the science. I'm like, you don't look at the data and the, I said, look at what they're doing every day. They're unveiling a little bit more of the lie that they've told us for the last two years. And it, and if you're not following 100%. that, then 
you know, I don't know how to help you, man. But he's like, you're, you're, you guys are just dumb Trumpers. I'm like, I don't even really like Trump. You know, like got nothing to do oh, with dude. Trump. Oh, then and then <laughs> here's the most interesting thing. The dude, perfect guy, because of other ailments, he kind of sees a holistic doctor. He's been on ivermectin before COVID ever came around. He said he was with you know hanging out with his family they all got covid he didn't get it this is like a year ago and he said so i'm not saying that ivermectin is a cure-all but i I am just saying i didn't get it when my household did so and and scott comes back to oh well you guys just going back to the t-shirt he made of me and joe rogan as spreaders of misinformation like as a joke but like that's what that's his take on it like (laughs) I said, have you ever listened to a Joe Rogan podcast? Do you know that even though I think they're terrible interviews, he has people on from the other side to to give the other point? Dude, like they're really he's the prime example of people out there that get all of their information from CNN and the CDC website. And if it isn't on there, then it's not reality. Yep. And he yep. said, and- he, well, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about it. When we were wrapping up the conversation for that, we always, you know. We always hug it out and like uh, we just have to that's awesome that he would have a conversation to you with you to 1 30 in the morning like it that's yeah it's beautiful so, even if he didn't move an inch yeah yeah um but the last thing he said was i am a conservative that's why i voted for biden to save the the republican party <laughs> i'm just like okay well you're not you're not a conservative if you're voting for Bi- i mean i'm just like yeah that was his rationale i was just like oh, my gosh i i can't save you man but i'll keep trying you know it seems like every every once a season so i think our seasons are like eight weeks uh we we end up getting into these conversations and uh, sometimes i walk away and i'm just like i I cannot believe that there are people in the world that live in that echo chamber so so at the end of the day he ditched the mask because the cdc told him he doesn't need anymore is that is that accurate pretty much dude like but he wouldn't but he wouldn't admit it like i'm just like here's the i said the timeline of when you stopped showing up he played games in a mask when when omicron really peaked and i was like so you no longer wear a mask because why you know i'm just and he wouldn't admit it that the cdc you know he dug like i said he dug his heels on on cloth mask and i was like you know if n95s were distributed to everybody then you might have a point but they weren't and my kids were going to school in a piece of fabric that's basically like putting a t-shirt over your face that's not stopping the spread of anything but um quick quick related anecdote um well two points one satan's weapon is deception and it is the deception that he is working at a macro societal level through these godless and or pagan mostly leftists uh that that has a guy like that so twisted up in double think that he can say i'm a conservative that's why i voted for biden right right like that's how friggin orwellian is that <laughs> i'm for peace that's why i support war right 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 uh the other Speaking thing i want to mention war. is th- there's a there's a there's a, a guy uh that i really like man I like, I just try to like and love everybody, but and let me be a, clear. You, you said like, um, I, I love hanging out with Scott. Like he's one of my favorite yeah, people I mean, to drink beer with after clearly. the games. We're good friends. Yeah. But like when we get into these discussions, it's like, we're polar opposites 
Well, you're um, living in different realities, right? And then part of that's, I think, by their design, right? If everybody's living in different realities, then, then everything's chaos. And then, like I said, they can bring the order that they seek, this utopian order of, you know, an engineered society forth from the chaos, right? So the, the, that's deliberate that y'all live in different worlds. There's, speaking of, this guy that I'm mentioning, um, he put on Instagram after I got back from my trip, um, it was like a text box and it's what we're going to be talking about here shortly, if not right now. It said, don't forget that Trump was impeached for withholding aid from the Ukraine or from Ukraine. And I, man, that like the response is so simple. Like I, I battled myself about what, whether to bother, right? I, I don't like spending an afternoon in a social media media battle with somebody right but then I, I reflected on our talks over the weekend at the men's retreat and it was like well we do have to t my whole point was we need to pay attention be alert that literally that, that comes from the bible be alert be men stand strong over and over and over again you know do you call it out or not do you push back at it or not how do you do it how do you do it with love and not getting out of you know out of anger and hatred and so the next time I checked Instagram, he had posted something else and it, for whatever reason, it was hitting the top of my feed, right? We, mm -hmm. we interact some, he'll like my stuff. He questioned, this is a guy when I posted the Durham, this is a guy from church. It's a guy that I worked with in Houston years okay. ago. Um, when I was going downtown a lot, um, mutual friend of another guy I've mentioned before that, that, that lives in Louisiana that anyway, um, you know, he's a staunch Democrat. Um, That's okay. Well, but but one of those who doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know right. reality. That's he knows the reality right. he's been told to know, right? And yeah. and he's so, you know, just the fact that he put that out there, right? Oh, y'all remember, like, somehow alluding to the idea that this invasion had something to do with Trump. So when I saw another post where it was like eight Republicans, like they're, they're, they're like... Uh, you know, their headshots for their congressional, you know, phone book or whatever. So eight Republicans. And it said, like, all of these people had been in Russia in the last year or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you that? That just, you know, completely deceived to think that you couldn't easily find eight Democrats, uh, including Joe and Hunter, who have been in Russia in the last year, two years, whatever. I like that. All of this cuts both ways. Right. So I find I was like screw it maybe i do need to say something to him so i went back to the first post which was just about you know trump and the you know him being impeached and i go um just so you know man it, you know he withheld that aid for two weeks and it got paid and i provided him a link to the hill um, which is probably as far as you know left-leaning news sources goes i think probably the best at bringing some truth and balance you ever read the hill so it's funny that you bring that up because i have a something to cite here from the hill today 62 percent of voters believe putin wouldn't have invaded russia if trump was president that's from the hill today from the hill 62 percent of people are yeah. not democrats so that tells you right there there's a lot of democrats that, that see how weak biden is and that putin was yeah. like licking his chops 100 percent. yeah so the, the hill.com is a good place to go if you want to read articles that are um are gonna try to tell find out what's true i'm not gonna claim it doesn't have its left bent because i think most news does mm -hmm. uh almost all news does but uh, I, they are not unwilling to call balls and strikes so 
so I sent him that link and his response almost immediately was, uh, it's irrelevant, man. Optics are all that matter or something like that. Optics matter. <laughs> so I replied, uh, man, I, I don't, you know, something like optics, you know, first and foremost, Joe Biden threatened to do the same thing to Ukraine because he wanted them to fire a prosecutor, which they ultimately did. You can look that up. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, he and Hunter have economic ties to both Russia and Ukraine and oh, China as well, by the way. Hunter but Biden's said, art goes for as much as a Michelangelo or a Picasso these days. <laughs> so I close with, but, but, but the bottom line, man, is it's, it's, 20, it's 2022, not 2019. This is right. the second year of Biden's watch. This one is his. And he hasn't replied to that. Didn't anyway. take it down, didn't delete my comment, didn't, didn't hadn't replied. And I, I, I hope, I pray, I think it's because I, I got him thinking a little bit like, dude, your, your Trump derangement syndrome is so strong that you're, this got nothing to do with him. Oh, he withheld aid for two weeks, dude. But he withheld aid over Biden's corruption. And Biden tried to withhold, withhold aid over his corruption, his own corruption. Like, that's the way that story goes, man. Those are, these are facts. Like, what I was going to mention was, you know, in the limited interaction he and I have, I had posted the Durham, um, you know, posted something about the, the Durham. Uh, Dude, nobody the, that the, I the talk to indictment. that's on the left side of the fence even is giving that any lick of credibility. That's it's so disappointing. Like I talked yeah. to my brother about it. He goes, who cares? It was in 2016. We were, we were at my parents' house for my mom's birthday uh, this weekend. I was like, have you been paying you, attention you to point out to him Dude, it was this? This is like the biggest yeah. news story political scandal in our lifetimes he goes it was 2016 man you should have fired back two things one they drug it out for four years and tried to impeach impeach him over it and two hillary clinton might run again so what she did in 2016 would it be relevant to your vote in 2024 say that hillary is terrible and that she won't run again see he at least was like well i wouldn't vote for hillary anyway but but the point that's not the point whether you would vote for her or not the point is that she needs to be held accountable and well this stuff actually happened and no one seems to no one seems to care. The bigger point is the corruption that is occurring at a at, like throughout the government. Like, dude, and even Durham, I think we've talked about this, but he's basically playing goalie for the FBI and the CIA, trying to blame it all on the Clinton campaign for for, uh, you know, deceiving them. When we've got the text messages that show that Peter Strzok and Lisa Page were colluding within the FBI to take Trump down. Right. Like it's relevant. Well, be- he's he's looking at it and he's like, oh, well, Hillary Clinton lied. He's looking at it and going, Hillary Clinton lied, and guess what? She lost anyway, so who cares, right? Because he doesn't have a clue about what the deep state is. He doesn't have a clue about the corruption throughout the entire government. The thing I was going to say about the Sussman indictment is I posted it on Instagram, and that same guy replied to me and said, so even if all of this is true, what's this got to do with January 6th? And I wanted to be like, what did my post have to do with January 6th? Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But I, And I did. I said, I, I was like, well, I mean, nothing, man, except that maybe a lot of those people that showed up in D.C. that day have known about this since 2017 because they listened to Andy McCarthy like I did and they watched the entire media establishment and the government lie to them for four years about this. And now it's being acknowledged by the next administration's Department of Justice. And that made everybody a little effing crazy. And to his credit, he liked that comment. It's like he saw he was like, all right, yeah, we did get fed a whole heaping pile of BS Mm -hmm. about Russian collusion stuff. And yeah, for those people who did know about this, I could imagine them being real for so, so those text messages exist um what, what also exists are the fauci emails going back to my conversation last night 
totally discredits that too. Like, I, it, I was like, the, but you can read the emails. They're, they're there. And we we're talking about gain of function and how COVID actually originated. And he believes that it's Chinese culture and wet markets. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, there's, you, you could be right, but, but we know that they're playing around with essentially biological weapons and they're infecting animals in a lab. Did he, did, did you point SARS. out to him that the, the NIH acknowledged that they had been funding gain of function despite Fauci lying about it for six months in August of last year? I they had to issue the a letter saying she was lying about it. Yes, totally. But again, just like totally <laughs> discredits the, 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 the facts are out there. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to lead the horse to water, but the horse isn't thirsty. Well, to your point, that's the thing is like to know what's going on, you have to seek it. And all those who aren't seeking it, they're believing they're believing what's coming to them. And therefore, you're a conspiracy theorist for daring to spend your time figuring out the truth. You listen right? to Joe Rogan. I'm like, I don't you, even listen you, to that much, you, Joe Rogan. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> clearly want to find a conspiracy because you're willing to go outside of the gated institutional mainstream narrative that's being fed to us. You you crazy person. Right. No, the gated institutional narrative that's being fed to you is a control mechanism that's deliberately intended to do exactly what it's doing to you. Wake the F up. So Everybody. we need to apologize because we did not talk about Ukraine last week, but there's a yep. reason for that. We, we usually tape on Tuesday or Wednesday and we release the podcast on Thursdays to stay consistent. So we recorded and then Ukraine invaded or was invaded by Russia. So there, obviously that's why there was a giant omission there. Uh, but we're going to dive into it now. What is your understanding of why Russia is invading the Ukraine to begin with? <laughs> it's certainly not the understanding that we're being fit to, to reiterate that point. Mm -hmm. um, first, let me acknowledge I called the whole thing BS a couple times on this podcast, and there is a skirmish going on in Ukraine right now for sure. So um mea culpa missed missed that is one. there a 40 mile long um convoy of tanks and stuff that people that i'm seeing on cnn's uh and people say why do you look at cnn well i believe in uh keep your friends close keep your enemy closer so that's damn right I look at all you want to fight this battle you better understand your enemy that's exactly yeah. what i told those men on saturday night <laughs> yeah. there's a spiritual there's a battle for the souls of humanity going on you need to know the battlefield and the enemy. You need to do your reconnaissance in order to be part of fighting it. So, we, yeah, you got to watch we, CNN. We might be jumping ahead. So I think Putin's been made to look like not as strong as he would have liked. And so I don't know if there really is a 40-mile convoy of tanks, uh, of tanks and trucks Dude, I, and Hummers. I, I, I know that a lot of what the media has showed us, a lot of it is continuously being proven to be like stock footage or footage from a conflict in 2012 or 2009. Just like when they showed that little girl standing crying during the border crisis under Trump, and they put it on the cover of Time magazine to show like children being separated from their parents, and that was a stock photo that was a decade old. Dude, they do this. Mm -hmm. Listen, watch, watch somebody who's reporting live from the streets and notice that uh, bombs aren't being exploded all around them, and they'll say, like, well, the fighting last night was raging, but it's kind of calm right now. It's weird. Right. Weird that y'all don't ever bother to show a live feed, you know, like we'd saw, you know, when we would invade Iraq and stuff of like, you know, stuff going down. Right. There's this picture and, and God bless them. But dude, everybody needs to understand something. There is some fighting going on and my prayers are with all the humans that are involved. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But to your point, why is it happening? The part that most media isn't telling you about is that Eastern Ukraine has been at war, civil war, with Western Ukraine for like 20 years. There is a group, every, the majority, there's, you know, there, I heard a guy explaining this, a Russian guy trying to explain this to an American journalist, or actually may have been a British journalist. And he pointed out that the vast majority, there was, a, there was an election or a poll or something conducted of Eastern Ukrainians, and the vast, vast majority of them consider themselves Russia and, and would rather be part of Russia. And the guy is just like, well, that's disputed. That's what the English guy replies, replies back with. Doesn't offer who disputes it or how it's disputed or anything <laughs> like that. He just like swats it away like, well, it's disputed. Uh, that, you know, that right? kind of makes me think of the world that I live in. You disagree? Oh, you're a racist. Like, right. There's our crutch. Well, wh- wh- where are you getting that information? Doesn't matter. You're a racist. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, why is it happening? Because war was already happening there. Um, Putin at 70, I think he is now six right around 70 years old maybe getting a little crazy i mean he's always been an authoritarian nut job on a certain level um i think he got somewhat bullied into it you want to know my conspiracy theory like whacked outside of it it's all got to do with something called the great great reset which by the way check out their podcast and their book if you think that's a conspiracy theory because they have both <clears throat> what is the what is that guy's name klaus uh, schwab yeah klaus schwab the world economic forum yeah um a lot of what they're showing us isn't isn't real. That doesn't mean there's not a conflict going on. Um, Biden himself said that we would fight uh, for Ukraine unless it was like just a minor incursion. Well, why? Let me. We're not this. jumping in there yet, so maybe why this would is we just do that. Why? Why don't we? How, why haven't we learned from our mistakes and just? We're not going to. And he say, and you dude, guys, that's why you know I what? Say it was never we really plan, are man. praying for you, Ukraine, and I hope that you guys come out on top. But it's not our fight. Did I mention Operation Northwoods yet? I'm tired of seeing Americans die in these foreign conflicts that we have no business being in. It's all about energy and oil. So am I, but the people who profit from the military and industrial complex don't give a shit. It's true. In the 60s, early 60s during the, during the JFK administration, something called Operation Northwoods was an attempt to get JFK to sign off by the Joint Chiefs of Staff one of the one of the things they out of many that they were promoting was that we shoot down one of our own U.S. airliners and kill a bunch of American civilians and blame it on the Cubans to give us an excuse to go to war in Cuba. Hmm. The Bay of Pigs was their compromise when JFK said, no, we're not doing that. Right. So there are some who want to who maybe, you know, in, encourage this to create some more chaos from which they can bring a new form of order, Klaus Schwab. There are some who just need, you know, a place to spend some federal dollars now that we shut down Afghanistan, right? We can't be at peace in this country because way, way, way too many corporations, you know, quarterly earnings reports are 100% dependent on big orders of munitions and equipment, Mm -hmm. right? We have to be at war. That's how the money flows. Flows from the broke government into the pocket of private companies and individuals, many of whom used to be part of the big government, and then back around to the politicians themselves in the form of donations. That's how it works. It is a nice new shiny thing for Biden to shift everyone's focus away from COVID because there's nothing about COVID anywhere anymore on the news. Dude, it is 
gone. My buddy who I talk about a lot that we're always on this text thread with fellow attorney has his red pill is really starting to sink in just in the last six months. He's all of a sudden, not even that, maybe the last three months. Uh, the other day he even posted something about, Oh, he posted that. He posted that, that thing you sent you put on Instagram of, uh, the Braveheart deal where <laughs> that's, if that's not meme of the week, I don't know what you've got in store <laughs> for us, but it's, it's like <laughs> a left-hand column of photographs stacked vertically in a right-hand column. And so the left-hand column is Trump pictures of Trump and it's, you know, Mark, uh, uh, what's his name? Wallace, William Wallace mm. screaming, hold, hold, hold. And then as soon as the picture of Biden at the bottom now, yeah, right. My buddy sends that, which shows, okay, you are, you know, one of the many things he's sort of let. That's a good with. one for meme of the week, but actual meme of the week. It's time for the meme of the week brought to you by Pfizer. The picture of Putin with the Nobel Peace Prize in the background. And the text is, uh, Vladimir Putin wins Nobel Peace Prize for ending COVID pandemic. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, so he, po- he he chimes in like yesterday morning again and is like, ending COVID anybody, pandemic. anybody seen any COVID coverage lately? I guess we're on to the next crisis. And I sent him back a bullseye. I was like, welcome yeah. to the party, bro. We can have a real conversation now. Because 100%, I got on Google. I told you before the call. You mean the actual, like, we're having a party. Not the party. Uh, well, <laughs> not Orwell's party. <laughs> not Orwell's party. Maybe a new party. <clears throat> One seeking truth. Um, yeah, I got on Google News this morning, and literally the only out of all the headlines, global, U.S. based. One headline I saw about COVID stuff, and that was about Oregon, Washington, and California relieving uh, mask restriction or you know mask mandates. Like, nope, you're right. Like everybody's over it. Time to move on, which is great. I wish we didn't have to replace it with, you know, what appears to possibly be the brink of World War Three. It ain't the brink of World War Three. Um, but it could be. I mean, it, I talked. It, I talked to a friend of Putin, and you. You even said he's a little senile, apparently, or at least wheels off. A guy. I mean, has a set of balls on him, apparently. Uh, and he's talking about anyone that interferes will be dealt with severe consequences, and then goes on in the same conversation and mentions how many nuclear warheads Russia is sitting on. That's pretty threatening and concerning. Like people need to pay attention to that. Um, I don't think they'll do it, but who that I don't know Vladimir Putin from Adam. I don't know. He very well could. I, I didn't think he'd invade, uh, invade Ukraine. Neither did you. Uh, yeah. Or, or would at least, um, yeah, it's a perfect example of you don't know what to believe here, man. I can assure you, though, that if the news is acting as though the, the news is lying or stretching or manipulating no matter what, right? Like, I'm looking at an article right now. Russia pummels, pummels Ukraine's second largest city and strikes Kiev's TV tower as the 40-mile convoy nears. Guess how many deaths they report? Probably like four. Five. Five, five men, five people wounded, five people killed, despite being their second largest city being pummeled. So a shellacking results in uh, their second most populous city results in five people being killed. Right. That's, that's hard to that's a pummel. hard to imagine. Yeah. That uh, only just, five it seems to be in the hundreds or thousands even. I mean, we all know the bad guys can't shoot straight, I guess. Maybe that's the explanation. The vodka. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i 
I thought I was shooting at the building with the people in it, mm. but I shot at the empty, the empty factory instead. Uh, or another shot. What's the fallout though for Russia? Like all these sanctions. Initially, I was like, "Oh, Biden, these, <laughs> nice, nice talk, Biden. You're really, you're really going to intimidate him." But it seems like the rest of the world, maybe to Biden's credit, I hate giving the guy credit, but I mean, this seems pretty crippling to their economy. It's not like Russia's a real wealthy first world country, right? They're, well, you have to keep in mind, Putin doesn't really give a crap about that, right? Because um, he's got the entire country rigged. He doesn't, he's not going to get elected out of office, right? That's, that's not possible. He's a in de Russia, facto right? dictator. Yeah. They, I had, I saw a headline about one of his billionaire oligarchs saying we need to end this war. Uh, presumably because that billionaire or billionaire oligarch can't do any banking anymore because a bunch of Russian banks got kicked off of something called the SWIFT system. Right. Which, by the way, is part of the Great Reset, attacking the SWIFT system and replacing But their dollar it. is worth 40% of what it was two days ago, and that has to piss them off too. Right. I mean, but if you're oligarchs, does that matter, right? You're going to get what you them, want but... kind of no, no matter what, right? So I'm just saying, like, to the average Russian, yeah, that sucks to Putin and his buddies that are almost definitely somehow profiting off of it. Does it matter? I don't, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, about it. All I know is it ain't what the media is telling you it is. Uh, so just be mindful and aware of that. Right. Um, for example, they're rolling Hillary Clinton out to tell us why it's all Trump's fault. Do you have some audio for that? I do. <laughs> Good, because I think I heard this. And, and who, who, honestly, who would be surprised that the lady, her campaign, the one responsible for spying on Trump and coming up with the entire Russian hoax would go back to that well and dig a little deeper say, you know, um, we know that that was a hoax that we created, but we're still going to blame Trump and his Russian ties for what's going on right now. It's insane, dude. Absolutely insane. And the fact that anyone would believe a word that she's saying, again, so disappointing that no one cares about Spygate. But there, there are people out there that probably believe, as just from coming out of that conversation I had last night, when Hillary's talking, that, oh, that's the truth. Yeah. No, I mean, if they won't, if they're not aware of or, you know, willing to let themselves think like a, you know, like an independent person about what all that means, then, then they don't even know, like, they're just not even aware of it to begin with. So right? play it's the just, audio. What did she yeah. say? Yo, of Hillary Clinton, uh, blaming this is, Trump. This is a dude giving Biden a pass teeing it up on a YouTube channel. Take a look. How is this happening? <clears throat> right. Well, I think it's happened because uh, starting with the ascent of uh, Trump, uh, there has been, sadly, uh, a, a total loss of uh, spine and conscience among too many Republicans who uh, at first <laughs> saw no harm in uh, echoing and parroting the kind of crazy stuff that Trump would say totally 
against history, against common sense, uh, as you know so well. Uh, and now they're kind of caught in a bit of a, a downward spiral where they're afraid to stand against even the most outrageous uh, comments. There's also another element, which is these people are naive in such a dangerous way. They somehow believe that because Putin presents himself as a strong leader uh, on behalf of certain values that uh, are, you know, anti-gay, uh, that are anti, you know, freedom and democracy that's so messy, that somehow, you know, that co corresponds with uh, the views of certain members and elements of the Republican Party. They could not be more mistaken. You know, this man is uh, not, uh, you know, he takes no prisoners. He kills them, he poisons them, he imprisons them, whatever. Uh, and I think the naive naivete uh, that we saw starting with Trump, but which has now been accelerated, uh, is really hard to understand, Joe. But nevertheless, we have to deal with it and we have to call it out. And and more people in the press uh, and in politics need to be doing that. More and, people and need to be doing that in the press. Wow. Who don't quite follow that logic uh, about uh, a certain element of the far right. And Vladimir Putin, Mika, the same thing has been happening with Hungary, uh, where where these certain element of the Trump right are, are bowing down to a guy who is Racing. celebrating the collapse of Western democracy, of liberal democracy in Orban. So, is that her? No, no, no. Bro, you gotta love this is oh, his brother. Bro, this is his brother with a YouTube channel right, who describes himself as a black conservative, like this mocking idea this crap. That God bless him. Right oh, are these the Hodge twins? Because no, he's guy. a white oh. man. He's anti-gay, right? Dude, okay. So keywords there. I liked when she said the word "caught" because she's right now she's caught in a scandal. How people <laughs> are even listening to her? How she still has a? It's just she belongs in a dungeon somewhere. Like I. But no, let's put her on the news. And then she said the word naive twice. That's funny because the only people that would be listening and believing what you're saying are the most naive of the naive people on the face of God's green earth. So and that was hilarious. Leftist projectionism. Then All she said project. All that Trumps are anti-gay. My sister-in-law's definitely voted for Trump. And the man stood gay. on a Republican, stood on a Republican uh, convention stage and said, you know, it's high time we get over gay marriage. It's the law of the land now. And he got like cheered so loudly for it surprised him. But anyway, anti -gay. keep going. Yeah. Uh, those are the right. Because, are the if, three because if you don't have, down, like, if you're a leftist and you don't have facts on your side, all you do is have dispersion. So you call people racist, bigot, homophobes, racist, right. right. That's There's something the I don't think I, I didn't catch it in there, but in the same in the same interview, she mentions all of these people, including Trump, giving aid and comfort to Russia led them to this. They got aid and comfort aid because of the hoax Russia. that you created that made Trump out to be real chummy with Putin. The stiffest economic penalties ever levied on Russia came from the Trump administration. So there was no aid there. And even the aid that was withheld from Ukraine was withheld, as we've already pointed out, for all of two weeks and then paid in full. Where do you think they got the guns and the tanks and the jets that they're using to fight this off right now? Right. Liars. Um, going back to the fallout, though. Okay, so. Oh, one more thing. Aid and comfort. It's y'all's watch now, you crazy lady. 
you can't blame Trump for something that's happened a year and a half after he left office, a year plus after he left office. Oh, well, you know, year two, still, year two of a new presidency. You can't blame the other guy anymore. Right, right. Can't. She's still on the Mount Rushmore. And if anyone's been listening to the show, oh, it's over a year now we've been doing this. So you know what the Mount Rushmore is. She's up there. Satan's minions, the Rushmore of Satan's minions. It's a C word. And <laughs> yeah, she's on it. Um, I want to go back to the fallout because clearly there's going to be fallout for Russia, for Russian citizens. There's going to be fallout for the Ukraine. What about for us in oil? Why, why are we still so dependent on Russian energy? And I don't know if you're familiar with like what the break is. It oil specifically? Um, I'm not a economist. I don't. I don't know like what percentage of energy we're importing from Russia, but I know it's substantial. Man, I saw something uh, the other day that was a number of forty, and I don't remember if it was like forty billion barrels or forty percent. Uh, dude, a huge percentage of our of our crude reserves are coming from from Russia, or or why? at least, uh, dude, it. Do you know they weren't under Trump? <laughs> right. Certainly, they come from OPEC, of which Russia is a member, and we are not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we we were we're relying on them for close to as much as we're producing of our own. And but hey, going have the going green go. is great, Chisholm. It's great. Well, dude, so. we've already documented. He was asking Russia and Saudi Arabia, I think Russia in particular and Saudi Arabia to pump more oil before this because prices were going up and it was right. making him look bad. And it's like, why don't you just open up some of what we've got, dude? Mm-hmm. He's shutting. He's he's his Department of Energy is refusing to offer to to grant uh, permits and leases on, you know, everything from the Gulf of Mexico to yeah, everywhere here, else that we this. have. This is uh, Winsome Sears, um, our favorite. Uh, what? So she's Virginia. What is she? Secretary of State there? I thought it was a lieutenant governor. Lieutenant governor. Se- yeah. Second so in charge. She, yeah. Yeah. And she ran with uh, Yunkin. And I want to play her comments on what the fallout for us is coming from a, an energy standpoint. Why won't you open, reopen the Keystone Pipeline? Why will you, won't you stop? As a matter of fact, we're importing uh, um, energy from Russia. You know, why are we doing that? We have the means to produce it here. We were free from depending on outside countries for uh, our energy. And as soon as he came into office, his first day, he killed the Keystone Pipeline, killed all those jobs and all the other tendent uh, jobs with it. So we can be energy de- independent, and it depends on this president. Instead, he's telling other countries like Saudi Arabia to release more oil, more barrels. Really? Right. Why don't you take care of what you have command of, Mr. President, here? So basically just what, what we just said, but she just obviously is a little more well-versed in it. Uh, I do know whatever the number is that we're relying on from Russia. I saw very specifically the other day that the key, I think Crenshaw put this out there, that the Keystone Pipelines. Everybody's uh, favorite rhino. Yeah, well, <laughs> doesn't make him wrong all the time for sure. Uh, the, the Keystone Pipeline would carry more oil, I guess, in terms of daily production capacity than what we import from Russia. So mm-hmm. the project that he killed alone, literally, could have, you know, alleviated dependence on, on Russian oil. So here's a question. I want to say something about Crenshaw real quick. He, he, I think, I, I hope 
It bothers the hell out of me that he was in Klaus Schwab's list of uh, future global leaders. That's not good. Not it's a not good, good sign. company. Not a good sign. Bothered me even more when I heard him on your show arguing that the Second Amendment is to protect a woman's right to carry an AR-15 in her home when her husband's gone. Uh, although, as I think I did mention the other day, he seems to have flipped on that now that he's promoting Ukrainians getting guns and pointing out, see, this is why we need them. And I, I had to chime in on his Instagram page about that, <laughs> that little flip that he did there. I hope he desi his desire from day one, even with the stunt going on on uh, on Saturday Night Live, I think was to to try to reach across the quote aisle and, and wake some liberal Democrats up to what was going on. And that's important and it needs to be done. Um, I'm not, I haven't written the guy off, uh, right? But like, like you said, some of the things that have come out about him or that he's put out there have been concerning, right? Yep. Anyway, go ahead. Um, thought. Oh, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but sorry. Oh, oh no, no, I know what I was going to say. This is Good. important too. So, what what's in it for Biden? Like, why? This is the question. Before we start talking about Crenshaw. Is it to appease like the the green movement that we would go back and and ask the rest of the world to? It's not like they're not they're not polluting the rest of the world. So when we're requiring them to send us X number more barrels of crude, like they're still so it, it it's like we're just going to be more green here. We've talked about that. Like who, unless China is on and India is on board, then no, it doesn't really freaking matter. The ozone is being destroyed by those two countries primarily. What we do really insignificant when you talk about the um, overall pollution of the ozone, we're dropping the bucket, dude. It doesn't like have we're anything. It does, so your point. Okay. So, so, so what is the point? Has... What is the point? Why, why would he say, why does he not want us to be energy independent? First and foremost, because his family has been profiting off of Russian okay. and Ukrainian energy for decades, right? Okay. So listen, <clears throat> if he greenlights enough production of American crude oil that would, you know, that, such that it would let us be energy independent, then he gets a fraction of what he can get if he engages in Eastern European corruption, right? Because we have laws in this country, right? He's only allowed... There's, there's, there's caps on how much someone can donate and it has to go to his campaign, right? His son could never serve on the Exxon Mobil board of directors like he did on the Burisma Ukrainian gas oligarchy. Well, he Ukrainian could still gas. paint watercolors. <laughs> yeah, but that's chump change compared to $75,000 a month, which was his salary on the Burisma uh, board of directors, right? You can't get away with the same corruption here that you can there, right? So you engage in foreign overseas corruption and the kickback for them is we buy their oil instead of using our own. That's first. That's one reason. Another is so just how do we control. trace that back to him? Like I, it seems like this would be so easy to say, let's look at his financials. Well, we all know that everyone wants to stack. It's out there. It's out there. It's all out there. The FBI has acknowledged the laptops are real. They've acknowledged these connections. They've been investigating the son of a bitch since 2017. The deep state and the American media play cover for it because they're all in on it together. How do we not all, all know? Okay, and, and this is this is I don't know why we haven't connected these dots. I mean, we've talked about the laptops and stuff, but this is interesting. Okay, 
this guy's clearly profiting in some way. There's something in it for him that he's putting above the American public. 100%. Like, why is this not like, why isn't this a talking point for everyone that our president is screwing us to put money in his pocket, in his family's pocket? If it's traceable, which you would think that it is, right now in 2022, why aren't we seeing the dollars just ching, 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 ching in his bank account? And why does no one care? Well, first of all, it's because only half of America is aware of it. Eloquently, but like this is this is mind blowing to me. Only half of America is aware of it. They are desperately trying to shout it from the rooftop so that the rest of America can understand it and do something about it. But that half of America is deliberately, willfully blind to it, man. And why doesn't why isn't Lieutenant Governor Sears saying like exactly that? Well, he's his family's uh, property. Why is the why is the Republican Party? I'm not saying we need to impeach the guy. I mean, God knows that the Democrats would have already done that to Trump or any other president for that matter. But like, why are we as a party not making this a bigger deal? It seems like this would be, it, it seems like it's too easy, really. But I mean, it's the, pro- the and, places- and maybe it's because, dude, maybe it's because the Republicans are profiting off of it too. Many of them are. And that's definitely and that would, a part of the problem. Many of them are that profiting might be the answer off right of there. crooked deals and that that's a huge part of it but to your point i i hear people talking about it all the time right i everything i just said is, you, you hear I know people talking about it but i always hear the answer well you know it's because we want to be more green like well here's the thing yeah, dude right. no, no, no. Okay. it's a matter that of sounds good it's a, it's a matter of what are you willing to do about it right it's the same attitude that your brother and brother took about learning about the hillary clinton campaign's corruption right he's like oh it's 2016 you can say the same thing about Hunter Biden getting all these millions of dollars. Oh, well, that was 10 years ago, right? Or the other excuse you hear about Hillary Clinton, which would be the same here as, well, that's just politics. At what point do we just say, yeah, but we're not okay with it? And then if we say that, what the hell do we do about it? That was literally like this weekend, these talks that we would have after these, after these, you know, these, these small group talks that we would have. After my talk, a man who is a pastor and an attorney said to our table, how do we combat it? And all of us were like, um, oh, you know, what should happen is that son of a bitch should be arrested for it. Drug out of office and handcuffs. Should have never gotten a chance to run because the media should have been honest about his background. Oh, by the way, they were until he, because they, I've detailed this, Hunter Biden was exposed in a like 10,000 word expose by New York Magazine in the summer, July of 2019, because they didn't want him to get elected. They wanted a leftist like Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris to Please rise. Call to the her top. by her appropriate Pocahontas name Pocahontas or Kamala. Yeah. But thankfully, the fine folks of South Carolina were like, well, we're not into socialism. So let's go with this old man who's been around long enough that we can assume he's not into socialism. Forget about the fact that it was a bunch of black folks that voted him for him. And he had given a speech at a Klan member's funeral, a eulogy at a Klan member's funeral. Forget about all that. Right. He, he was he was less socialist. They did forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so now so then they had to run cover for him. Right. And pretend like none of that ever happened. But now. The New York Times is using FOIA requests to go after Hunter Biden information and go after Biden corruption information because they know they have a new problem. He's so senile, they can't hide him anymore. They're going to have to get somebody in there that to keep from getting their asses, the floor mopped by Trump or whoever comes up next. Right. 
Like it looks like it's going to be Trump. Did you see the CPAC stuff? Like, yeah, it seems like he's pretty intense. Dude, and he's polling ahead of Biden right now. I saw a poll just the other day that showed that. <sighs> no that way. In a head-to-head, he he's up by like ten points. Go away, go away. I'll vote for you, but please go away. Yeah, I mean, it's not the ideal option by any stretch. He's of the too old. He's he could be the senile one in two years. Uh, he, the guy's sharp as attack right now, but. He's old. Yeah, he'll be 78 by the time it comes up for re-election. Freaking old. Biden took office. Or was when he got elected. Maybe he was 1279. I brought up up. that we were talking about this too last night. And I brought up DeSantis and he goes, oh, that guy's a moron. And I said, I said, why? (laughs) I said, why? And I said, actually, I know the answer. It's because his state doesn't have a high enough vaccination rate for you, right? He goes, exactly. (laughs) Forget about the fact that he graduated near the top of his class from... Isn't he? He's also a Navy SEAL. Uh, okay. He was a JAG attorney for Navy SEALs. He went to Harvard for law school and so the Naval what? Academy for undergrad. Okay. But he's a so moron. He was, so he's not a Navy SEAL? See, I, I don't, I don't think he's a SEAL lists. himself. Okay. I, I tried to look into it a little bit. We're he definitely a, was a Navy. We need to do a DeSantis deep dive. But if Trump yeah. runs, I guess it's a moot point. He was definitely a Navy JAG attorney, Judge Advocate General, specifically representing the seal teams now does that mean that he had to go through buds and all that and actually be a seal i don't think so but i don't know for sure mm-hmm. well it would it would certainly make me happy if trump didn't run again but it seems like it seems like we're trending in the opposite direction man yeah we'll see three years is a long time from now and it's not because i don't personally i i like trump i like his policies i like that there's teeth behind his words uh, but from a from the standpoint of loving my country, it wouldn't be a good thing. We well we'd go back to rioting and fucking freaking looting, and and it would just be another shit show. I would, and America would be more divided than ever. I would like to see how he handles himself if he wasn't under attack by vicious lies from day one like he was last time right that's not gonna happen that's, i know it's that's not fool's I, right i know they're gonna they're gonna amp it up they're, it's I'm, gonna be two it's gonna be version 2.0 i agree with you 100 i was just making the point we haven't seen i wonder how yet. ugly and toxic he would be if they weren't trying to destroy him with lies but to your point that world doesn't exist so this is the guy you get mm-hmm. I'm, my main point is just that by all accounts in an interpersonal setting, he's one of the most charming people you could ever see. And you see glimpses of that from time to time. So who could he be if they weren't trying to lie about him? It doesn't matter because we won't get to see that. It's true. It's true. Um, okay. Well, I think we're going to shut this one down here. I appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 68 of Justified Pursuit. We will do it again next week. And Chisholm, uh, Chisholm and I are kicking around the idea of if we could ever get our, our real jobs out of the way, maybe doing it twice a week. But it seems like life's so busy. I don't know if that's reality or not. But that is our that's our goal, isn't it? Sure. Ultimately. Maybe. I'd like to I'd like to do it twice a week. Okay. Um could be more than one way to skin that cat. Yeah. Talk about it. Uh, all right. Well that's gonna do it for Chisholm Cook on Cable Smith. We will see you guys next time. Peace in the East. <laughs>